This is a Bandit Radio production. On this episode of One Team, One Podcast, we discuss the One for the Ages documentary and Tiger Dropping's posts of the week. We have another insane Twitter beef segment, and we talk about a fictional 2011 matchup between LSU and Oklahoma State. It's One Team, One Podcast, brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, and it starts right now. Okay, guys, welcome back to One Team, One Podcast. Uh, again, my name is Matt, and I am here with Jack. How's it going, Jack? <sighs> Not bad. We've had a good week this week. Yeah. Well, you were out of town. I was at the beach. Oh, so great. Uh, you were playing golf. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm actually considering taking like a week of vacation and just going and driving around and going and play golf for a week. That's a great idea. I was actually, Sarah was, uh, Sarah was saying we should go do that at, uh, because there's like some cheaper places you could stay right now. Yeah, um, I don't know. You have to keep it on the down low because you're not technically supposed to be renting. That's right. And I've, I've been, I asked around on a Facebook group today about different places to go. And somebody mentioned Houston has a lot of good courses. I never thought about going to Texas for some mm. courses, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm just really wanting to get out and play a little bit more and i think the weather's going to get bad again here yeah. soon anyway but um yeah definitely it's uh we're, we're getting into that uh sec baseball tournament weather i know? know i know it's like whenever i see those like on my weather app i just see like six or seven days in a row of like thunderstorms it's like mm-hmm. oh it's and it's memorial, baseball postseason it's time. memorial day weekend coming up and it's like it used to be sec baseball tournament you're we're at the beach normally we go play some golf. Yep. Um, man, it just sucks. This whole thing sucks. COVID. Yeah. You hear me, COVID? You son of a bitch. Hey, golf courses are open, though. Yeah, they are. Um, so that's kind of why I want to get back out and play yeah. in a little bit more. But, um, yeah, after watching the live golf uh, this that weekend, was that, that was, was fun. fun. There was a lot of sand. Yeah. I would be in the sand all freaking day. They, they were hitting <laughs> some bombs. Oh, they were. It, oh, my god. Matthew Wolf hit like a 350 drive, and then he <laughs> hit a 360 drive. I didn't know he had that. I didn't know he was like a oh, bomb driver. Oh, he it. I didn't know that. I thought he I, – I mean, I had seen his uh, a funky, unorthodox yeah, swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I uh, do, too, because it, it, uh, it makes like, me feel better about myself. Yeah. <laughs> Except it doesn't because he's doing that <laughs> swing, he's doing and he's still a million times better than me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, first shout out to our sponsor, as always, Courtesy Automotive Group, Brandon Lejeune over there in uh, Lafayette. Go check them out at 4750 Johnston Street. Um, hey, Brandon was texting me this weekend, um, this past week, and gave me a couple of new specials that they have right now. They have a 2020 GMC Terrain five-passenger crossover SUV. Uh, the MSRP is 30000 
Um, they've knocked it down uh, to 23, 23.5 roughly. So uh, they're taking about 6,500 6, off the price on a GMC terrain, 2020. So they also got a um, special on a 2020 Buick Encore um, MSRP. The sale price, sorry, is uh, 18,000 on the sale price. So and they still got tons of um, 2020 GMC Sierras um in stock and they have tons of deals on those as well right now so you still haven't convinced cheryl on that yet yeah we're, we're <laughs> you're getting the apartment it's a it's a it's a battle it's a battle it's a battle yeah okay every day i fight it every day he's got a deal <laughs> if anybody uh is looking for a new vehicle um whether it's one of these gmcs that i just mentioned or any vehicle you have in mind reach out to brandon i'm going to post all of his information but also it's blejeune at courtesyautomotive.com. Uh, send him an email or uh, whenever you see his tag on there, send him a message on Facebook and just reach out to him. Um, he would love to do business with an LSU fan, and you might as well take advantage of the rates right now. Get yourself a newer car with a lower payment because that's what's happening all over the place right now. So, uh, again, big shout-out to Courtesy Automotive Group. Uh, good good sponsor of ours and we really appreciate all their um all their support with the podcast also we have some big news um uh, that we just just happened actually yeah awesome. um we are going to be forming bandit radio um and this is something that i've been thinking about for a long time right and uh so bandit radio is going to be a um, partnership with a few other podcasts in the local area and we're all kind of started at the same time right. and we're all going to be under the same network um, so you're going to start seeing bandit radio on twitter um, i think we're going to put a put a website together and then also if you go to spotify and apple you can actually type in bandit radio and you can see all of our podcasts together uh, right now we have one that's in the boat uh, so the let it ride guys um, and that's actually the guys from the Wade Brigade, uh, they're doing a podcast called uh, Let It Ride. Did I say Brigade writing this song? Wade Brigade, yes. Wade, I have massive problems with Brigade. Wade, Wade Brigade. Brigade. Phonics. Wade Hooked Brigade. Phonics. Wade Brigade. I got it now. <laughs> uh, so shout out to Let It Ride podcast. Uh, they're going to be a partner with us. Uh, we're excited to kind of partner with some other guys that just started this too. So um, go check them out as well. Uh, I know they just posted one with, they had an interview with Keith Hornsby, uh, just the other day. So, um, check them out and check out bandit radio going forward, guys. Um, hopefully it's going to be something that we can kind of partner with a lot of different podcasts right. and, uh, maybe even do some blogs in the future. So, um, anyway, that kind of brings us to our first segment today. Um, and of course we had, we haven't, we haven't recorded and, and, little over a week now and since then we had the one for the ages documentary on the sec network um was was aired what was that on Sat saturday night no it was actually on wednesday night wednesday yeah <laughs> time is just like oh my god i, I have no i, I what I, day is it now it's monday today is monday it's monday yes dude Ugh. I know. It, it, I just started going back in the office today, so I'm about to start like regaining my sense of time, which is great. Well, I finally found a groove, and I don't want to go back in the office. 
Yeah. But I will. And, but we're super flexible to where I can go back in and then I can go back home, whatever I need to do. But you're a lot more, uh, strict on yourself than I am. I'm, uh, I am. I'm and very easily, uh, tempted by, uh, distractions and whatnot. I, well, I am as well. And I, I like to go into different offices and say hello to everybody and kind of like talk to people instead of sitting down and actually doing work. So actually when I'm here, I can just concentrate on mm. what I need to concentrate on. See, I'm the opposite because right now there's no one at Lamar right now. Oh, right. Yeah. It's like, it's a ghost town over there. Mm. Uh, except for like my mom and I don't want to talk to her. So, uh, yeah, no. And, but at my house, uh, you know, it's I'm, crazy people at your it's house. Very easy. Yes. To, like, you know, watch TV or go grab a snack every 20 minutes. So. Right. <clears throat> so one for the ages, uh, did you get to watch? It? I know you were at the beach, but yeah, uh, I watched it. I actually yeah. ended up watching it like two or three times because it just kept coming on and we just had it all in the background while we were playing cards and whatnot. It felt like people on Twitter, there was a couple of people that were like not happy about it. I don't Why? know if you saw any of that. I don't know. I, I, I didn't really understand what the reasonings were, but there were some people that weren't quite happy. Huh. And I don't know if it had to do with like the clips that they showed or, or what it was, but I don't, I don't know. I, maybe I just saw a couple of things and I'm reading huh. into it, but, uh, I, I, I mean, I loved it. I, that's and strange to me because it seemed like the least controversial thing I've ever watched. I know. <laughs> Especially from an LSU fan perspective. You know, what? here's what it, here's what that documentary did for me is it reinforced, and I guess, you know, during the year, it's kind of strange. You, we're beating teams like crazy. And after the year's over, you almost forget how dominant you were throughout the year. Yeah. And that show made me kind of like reflect back on like, oh, okay, yeah, we did beat Georgia 37 to 10. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had, we had some struggles against Mississippi state in the Mm -hmm. first half, but we still beat them by 23 points, Mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. Where, and you know, the Florida game, Florida game is a great, a great example. You know, we were down in the first half and then we still end up winning by two touchdowns. It really hit me the other day, like how big that Florida game was, you know, I, I talk, I, I keep talking about this and I even, we we actually, we actually talked about it on the other podcast the other day about how that Florida game, when it happened in the moment, like you, you would think back and say, okay, this is probably one of the biggest games that we're going to play all year. That mm-hmm. Florida game, especially being in the stadium that night and all that. And like, it was just yeah. su- super energy. And you look back at it now and it's like, you almost forget about the game. Yeah. Like it was probably the fourth biggest game we played all year. Yeah. If that, if that, yeah, uh, it's, it's nuts to think about that because when you're there at the game and it's like, okay, this is, a big time college football game. Right. Um, and that's the kind of season we had though. It was just and like, you think about how close Florida was last year to being, I mean, you know, an elite team. I mean, you know, obviously they only, they only lost to Georgia by seven, but it was probably a little bit, uh, probably wasn't that close of a game, but I mean, they're right there with Georgia at the end. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Well, I mean, they had they had a ton of athletes on that team, that Florida team, and I don't know. I just the Kyle Trask stuff. I so this kind of leads me back into twenty twenty now. Like we're, I saw a projection on Twitter, and it's a guy just probably stirring up shit. But like he said, Florida twelve and zero. Yeah. I think you saw it. I think you saw it. That was uh, 
Yeah, that was college football think, home or whatever. Yeah, something like that. I, but like, come yeah. on, dude. Seriously. Yeah. Like, Florida is going to go twelve and zero. No. With Kyle Trask, and I I know what Kyle Trask did to us in that game, but I'm I'm just not a big I'm not like as sold on Kyle Trask. I'm not as, a big Kyle Trask guy. I think Kyle Trask is a very capable quarterback. Um, I I don't think he'll ever be an elite quarterback, but. I'm a big believer in Dan Mullen and his offensive scheme and philosophy. Uh, I I think – and they have the weapons. Yeah, but can they get by Georgia? Like, Georgia's defense is going to shut them down. Like, that's what I I look back on. Like, on Georgia, I just think about, okay, their defense, other than the LSU game, their defense was was really good. Um, Right. And when when Florida has to go up against a team like that, what happens? And if Georgia can just open up their offense a little bit, holy cow. Right. Uh, especially with Pickens at wide receiver, right. Newman. I don't know how we got on to a 2020. I probably took us there. but um, <laughs> that, that And actually, that, that documentary started making me think about it a little bit more, about like, okay, who's coming back, that kind of thing. Right, because like I wasn't really into like doing the whole like rah-rah thing that everybody was trying to do. On the documentary? Yeah. You know, I feel like that was like kind of the – like what it was supposed to do for your fans. It felt like one of those. Uh, so back in the day, but I'm when just you w- so I'm so focused on 2020 right now. I'm like everything in the rearview mirror. I'm just like, eh. You know when uh, when you used to win the national championship back in the day, they would have these little commercials and they would say, "Hey, you can buy this uh, <laughs> the season that was on VHS." Oh. Yeah, and uh, get your free two, T-shirt. I, we have the 2007 one. Do you? Oh, okay, yeah. you have a 2007. What was it called? Is it? I don't remember, but it's like it's, it's like one for the ages, it's like right? A bunch of uh, it's all the pregame hype videos, like all put together on okay, like, all these yeah, DVDs. Yeah. It's great. This is what exactly what that was. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and another thing that made me start thinking about more was Joe Burrow, like the season that he had, and it, it's still amazing to me that we we're like. We, we're going to completely take this for granted. Like, we're yeah. going to be like, oh, yeah, we had a great season in 2019. No, we didn't have a great season in 2019. We had the best season ever in college football yeah. history by a team, by a quarterback. Like, it, it, unbelievable stuff that uh, – is this fan base going to be able to handle this? Like, that's kind of what my, my thoughts are. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this in my car earlier today. Uh, you know – Next year, uh, going back on, I I can't stop thinking about 2020, so I'm just going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, a 10 and two, 11 and one season isn't a bad job by Coach O. You know. No, like, I think what you're coming off of is not going to be like. I think like, you can't do that every year. Yeah, and I I think uh, honestly, or probably not ever again. Honestly, here here's here's my thoughts on 2020. 10 and two is probably as LSU fans think about it is your baseline nationally 10 and two is probably people are going to be like, Oh, that's a good job. I I think people nationally are, are underrating us again. And I don't understand it. Well, I I mean, we're losing what 18 starters. I think they're looking at, first of all, you're not only just 18 starters, but I think they're looking at burrow and Brady. I think that is like the, Brady the narrative. So, the Brady thing is so overhyped. That is a national narrative that's going on. And 
that can't I can't help but think that that's just going to completely motivate the team to yeah to do well. Yeah. I heard Lanahan on um or yeah. we'll call him Lan- we call him Lanahan, Lanahan on this show. Yes. Lanahan uh <laughs> shout out to Tiger Droppings. Uh Lanahan was on off the bench this morning. Yeah, that was actually just going to bring that up. Uh that L- Lanahan's interview today Lanahan, made I love me Lanahan. feel really good. I uh, did, you I did too. Yeah, did you, I didn't listen to it, but I I read the you know the highlights of it. I heard a little. I didn't hear all of the interview, but uh-huh. um, I he has a very calming, um, sounds like a demeanor kind of mm-hmm. kind of deal, and it just screams experience. Yeah. Um, and I don't see how that's a negative at all. Um, now. Sound, he he did mention a few times he was like you know yeah I work with you know I've I've seen Brennan and he has great arm strength and of course he he said I'm always in the wide receiver room so when he comes in the wide receiver room he said Brennan just feels he has a good feel of everything and he's he's quick to like pick on pick up things um, he said he's a very bright kid that kind of thing. But it was great to hear that he's – I liked it to hear that he's in the wide receiver room. Um, I like the way – to me, our offense, of course it was great because of Burrow, but it was at another level because of the way our wide receivers performed last year. Yeah. <clears throat> I think um, our wide receivers caught everything that was handed to them. They got space. They dominated. Yeah. And it was like – Man, Burrow just had to put it in the right spots, which he was, of course, fantastic at. Of course. Um, so if Brennan can do the same thing and our wide receivers can still be elite like they were, if Brennan can have some semblance of accuracy, which I don't know. I mean, I've never seen him play really. But yeah. um, can't – I mean, you can't duplicate last year's numbers, but yeah. just have something. Yeah. Um, you're. I mean – Sky's the limit, man. I mean, one of the biggest things that people talk about with last year's team was the hours and hours that uh, that Burrow and the receivers put in the offseason on those timing routes. Right. Uh, and you saw it in the games in 2019. Right. And so, well, let's go ahead and move on to the, the next segment. Um, so, we just talked about uh, one for the ages documentary, but we've been doing a reoccurring segment called Tiger Droppings posts of the week yep so it's my dream to become the official podcast of tiger droppings and i think we just saw a link show up on tiger drop somebody posted one of their podcast links on tiger droppings and it didn't get taken down so maybe we need to try this out maybe we need to post ours um we want to embrace all these crazies on tiger droppings i think it's sideways tiger and Oh, yeah. Um, Jamarcus for president. Uh, there's a lot of my favorites that are on there uh, that we want them to be fans of our show. And everybody always gives Tiger Droppings a lot of a lot of shit. Um, we even heard somebody this week was saying uh, they were down on us because we had we, we wanted to consider ourselves the official Tiger Droppings try uh, guess who, podcast. Try to guess who yeah. it was that said Let's that. Guess who, guess, who, guess who that was with all that positivity, <laughs> rainbows. Um, our friend Bayou Brian. Um, of course. I know you're. Hey, thanks for listening again, by you, Brian. At, you're at the 18 minute mark right now. You're right man. around halfway point. I mean, yeah, appreciate it. Just stick through. Keep uh, sticking. You out. may want to listen to the rest of it actually. Oh, yeah. um, so we want to be the official uh, podcast of Tiger Droppings. So right now, we're calling ourselves the unofficial official podcast of Tiger Droppings. So 
uh, let's get into it. Let's see what's what's out there. What are you guys talking about? What are you dishing about about LSU sports? What do you got, Jack? So I kicked it over to the recruiting board. Okay. Uh, yeah, we had some action. Four-star safety, Kari G. That's how I'm pronouncing it. I like that. I've heard some people call him Kari G. Kari G. But that it's, doesn't look it's right. It's G H E E, right? It's G E E. G E E. And it's K H A R I space. Kari G. Kari G. That's that's how it looks to me. Kari G. Big, big hit by Kari G. That's what I want to say. So that's what he's going to be. Yeah, yeah. We're going with Kari G. Yeah, so Um, I saw some of his highlights. Um, He's big. Yeah, he looked tall. Looked like he could fill out. He's like 6'3", 185. Looks like he can get to like... Like 210, 215, which is huge for a sake. Well, if you can get on that Miles Brennan diet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it looked like a big hitter. So, yeah, uh, yeah I feel like we've been needing that. He a seems bit. like another guy just like uh, like Marcel Brooks, you know, uh, well, who can who can move over to that kind of like rover-ish. Same with like Jacoby Stevens. I don't know. I want a guy. I want a free safety that's back there just head hunting. I guess, yeah. But like I want a LaRon Landry back there. Just like crushing guys, I I, yeah, I want him to be actually, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that made you happy. Yeah, look at, that, your, that look that at the smile on your face. We got Polini too. So when I like, said Laron Landry, yeah. you just you that, lit I'm, up. I'm blushing like an apple <laughs> over here. <laughs> um, yeah, Marcel Brooks would have been great with that though. Yeah. What, how how much does Marcel Brooks weigh now? Like two twenty, two thirty, something like that. Uh, I'm sure Coach O says he's at like two thirty five. Well, yeah. I mean, Miles <laughs> Brennan's at two twenty five. Then he's got to be at two forty. Yeah. Um, so, so I, we didn't only add him though this week. We also added uh, a running that's back. That's right, out uh, of Ohio, whose name is Corey Kiner. Corey Kiner, okay, out of Ohio, right? Out of Ohio. I didn't remember that. Uh huh. Four star. Uh, two four seven had him as the number ten running back in the country. I want to say. Okay. So, good, good pickup. Uh, I, I just love that. I looked into him when we got him, but. Uh, I'm struggling to remember. Well, I just love that you're loading up on guys all over the country, like Ohio, Georgia, of course, Texas. Um, you're just getting guys from all over, yeah. and then eventually you can clean up in Louisiana if you find the need. Matt, I'm frustrated. So I was going to say this today, and as I was on the way over here, mm-hmm. uh, I was listening to Moscona, and he said exactly what I'm about to say right now. So LSU's recruiting. So he stole your content? He stole my... You're uh, about to steal his content. Yeah, I, uh, I'm actually stealing his content They're going right to tweet about us. Oh, uh, they're coming at me. I already <laughs> hear you by you, Brian. Uh, so, this whole national recruiting thing that we're doing right here, it's like, it's making sure... I'm, I'm literally stealing, like, almost word for word what Matt, what Moscona said here. But, like, the whole recruiting nationally, it doesn't, like, limit us to only, like like really good Louisiana classes, you know? Mm-hmm. So like the 2019 class that we just had, that was an awesome recruiting class, obviously. Right. Uh, but 2020, uh, Louisiana was a little bit down. Right. And we went completely national. You go get Eric Gilbert out of Georgia, Elias Rex out of California, and, uh, you know, Jordan Tolls out of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it just it makes sure that you're not going to have those, like, down recruiting classes so you can stay at the same level as Clemson, Bama, Georgia, 
year in and year out. Oh, yeah. You have to definitely see what – I mean, they know that. They do all the scouting. I, that was one thing that I loved hearing about uh, our, our friend Lanahan was on that on that interview. He was talking about recruiting, and I think Jordy had asked him about, what do you, how do you feel about recruiting? And uh, he goes, you know, I didn't know I would – he goes, I didn't know I would miss it like I did. Like, hmm. he, he actually enjoys doing it now, huh. and um, he hadn't done it in forever. Definitely like hearing that. After I know, I did like, too, and he was talking about, he was like, it's crazy. Like, you, you realize that you, you're coming into a machine that's already running well. Right. And he was like, you know, we're, we're going over game plans, and then it's like everybody stop what you're doing, and, and it's like a one-hour power hour where everybody's got cell phones and they're handing them over to everybody mm-hmm. to, like, talk to the recruits. Yeah. And it's he was like, it, it's just nuts. He's like, you know, basically, like, Coach O is such a great recruiter, but when the whole staff is doing exactly the way he would want you to, like, mm-hmm. man, it, it's just, like he said, it's a machine yeah. in recruiting. That's um, definitely good to hear after like the Jerry Sullivan days, where where nobody was doing anything, where just where he wasn't doing, it. he was you know, a wasted yeah, space. He, he didn't want to do recruiting and all that. Yeah, and I, I think what uh, what he was saying was, you know, he's got kids that uh, he said one just graduated from college and then one is in high school now or something like that. He's like, so I, he goes, I'm finding that I actually relate to them huh. a little bit more than you would probably think i would um so it was it was interesting to hear it was a good interview i know um so what else what else do we have on tiger driving let's 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 go to the next yeah you're up okay here's a good one um cornerback cordell flott projected as a 2020 breakout player what are you thinking about old cordell i mean i really like cordell flott how do you feel i like him um there was a few cornerbacks that we have, uh, new cornerbacks from last year that I actually like. So Flott, and obviously he he got the most playing time, but like Jay Ward, I liked him, yeah. and I really like Radarius Jones. Is he going to be playing corner or is he going to be playing safety? I thought he was a corner, right? I think he is too, and I, I just remember him out of high school more, and I I don't know, I I just feel like there's a lot of I these guys. I could see I could see a need to move him over to safety. Uh, maybe not this year, but the next year, just because um, you have like four. Unless five. he can play man to man, if he can play man to man, you need to keep him there. I mean, yeah, but you have like four or five safeties that are seniors this year, so that's like Jacoby Stevens, Kerry Vincent, Todd Harris. Uh, I still don't think of Kerry Vincent as a safety. I, I still think of him as like either a corner or a nickel. However, yeah, you play him. Yeah, but he does play that deep safety sometimes. Right. Uh, so Todd Todd Harris and um, Jacoby Stevens. Right. Uh, I'm always Cameron Lewis is Cam a, Lewis, is but a I'm always guy. forgetting about there's Eric another Monroe. One. Eric Monroe. That's who I'm always forgetting so that's, about. That's that's five guys that I mean, whether you want to call Kerry Vincent a safety or not, he plays safety at least sometimes. Right. Um. So that is going to be, and then behind those guys you have Jordan Tolles, Maurice, Maurice Hampton. Hampton. I think that's it. Okay. You know. Yeah. Uh. We just added uh, Kari G yep. this week. Um, I'm sure you'll have a few more if yeah. that's the case. So you need to add some depth for safety, and that's not a problem for us to recruit. No. So um, I'm sure there's some people on deck. But um, so I like Cordell Flott. I think he's very good man-to-man. My issue is, is he going to get caught up? Or a lot of these guys, including uh, Ward and including Jones that we just talked about, are they going to get caught up in the depth chart a little bit with 
Rick's, I mean, huh? With Rick's coming in. Rick's coming in, and you already got Stingley, obviously, that's not going to yeah. leave the field. Um, and I know there's always room for, like, depth and all that on this thing, but Flott may be the one that can survive that, but maybe one of those other guys kind of gets left in the fold. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you talk about Jay Ward. I mean, Jay Ward, like, him and Cordell Flott are so similar, aren't they? Mm. I mean, they just, like, very similar build. Radarius Jones is also a pretty similar build. They're all these, like, 6'2"-ish. Yeah, a little longer. Yeah. All all of them coming out of high school were about a buck 60. Right. You know, real skinny guys. They all remind me of, like, Greedy Williams a little bit. Yeah. Uh, who redshirted his freshman year. So mm-hmm. It's uh, very interesting to see what happens with Ricks coming in. Yeah. Um, you know, if Ricks is like the real deal guy coming in, um, as number one cornerback in the country, you just don't see that guy not starting. Like, I, I, always, I ca- always go back to Patrick Peterson when he came in. It was like, obviously, Patrick Peterson is a stud. And he's obviously more talented than anybody else on the roster, but it still took him like four games to kind of to get to that level where yeah. they were like, okay, we can trust him to be the corner. Yeah. So he didn't start immediately even when he came in. Right. So is that going to happen with Ricks where he's just super talented and he just needs to get his arms around it all, you know, yeah. to kind of get in the, in the spot. So you may have Flott like actually starting is what I'm saying, like at the beginning. Yeah. And but, I mean, uh, but Coach is Rick's going to take his position? So you're saying a Coach breakout already player? Said, though, that Rick's is going to battle for the outside corner, and Cordell Flott's going to play nickel. Right. Um, which okay. is interesting with the I, whole Kerry Vincent thing. Yeah, I don't about. see that. I mean, I think Kerry um, Vincent's going to be on the field. Like he's got way yeah. too much experience to not be on the field. You're going to have to have Jacoby Stevens and Maurice Hampton as your safeties, in yeah. my opinion, um, or Todd Harris coming in, one of those. And so that leaves the cornerback position. So you'll have Stingley, Flott, Ricks. Um, and if Ricks comes in, I mean, that's what I'm saying is like, if, if he's trying to say that's your breakout player, he basically means Flott is going to be that corner and Ricks is going to have to find room somewhere else or be second string. Yeah. So um, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't seen Ricks play to where I can tell you that or not. So, I've seen Flock play. Obviously, Flock's a good player. He's young, and he's going to get better. But, like, is Ricks going to be better than him coming in? You know, I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's a loaded cornerback room in terms of talent. Yeah. Uh, not loaded in terms of experience, but, I mean, there are some dudes. I, I really like Cordell Flott. I think he's a pro corner at some point. He's so, it's just young. I mean, yeah. yeah. If if Ricks he's comes in, he's got a lot of room to grow. If not Ricks only comes in and he's he's a freshman, Patrick Peterson. So he's more highly rated than what Patrick Peterson was coming out of high school. Is he? Yes. Holy he was shit. a five stars and number one cornerback in the country, just like Patrick Peterson was. Um, so wow. yeah, I, that's what I, you don't know what he's going to be like. Like, is he like another? You know, I've we've seen Derek Stingley since high school and all that, so it's a little different. But like, is he another Derek Stingley like kind of guy? He doesn't um, seem as polished as Derek Stingley. I'll say that. Just after you know, looking at some of his film. I agree. I, I mean, I'm, I, not, I, a, to I'm me, not a film guru or anything. But Derek just, Stingley's the most technically sound exactly freshman I've ever seen in my life. Same. 
Um, right. Patrick Peterson was probably the most talented freshman I've ever seen in my life. But also, to be fair to Elias Ricks, uh, Derek Stingley didn't play against the same competition that he played against No, absolutely in not. Yeah, this guy was playing at, what is he at? He, was well, it I mean, Matt, he was at Mater D? He, or? he was at Mater Day his yeah, junior yeah. year and then transferred over to IMG his senior year. Well, that's right. So, so yeah, yeah, I mean, he's playing against the top-notch high school players every year. <sighs> so that's, that's where I say on that one is like, i got to wait to see what Ricks looks like before I could tell you that Flott is going to be a breakout player for sure. But um, what, what else is on the uh, docket here? What else you got? I see one. Go ahead. Unpopular opinion. 2006 LSU offense was good, but not elite. Yeah. By uh, by Tim 69-71463. That's a very original name, Tim. Are you? I'm seeing the same post, except it's by Seabree88. You got no? I don't see that. Unpopular opinion. 2006. Oh, you're right. I got a. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Don't uh, don't discredit my boy Seabree. Seabree, sorry about that. Seabree from, uh, 88 from South Louisiana. Right. Been a member since February 2010. <laughs> All right. So 2006 LSU offense was good, but not elite. And yeah. Is that an? Un- I we talked about this before. Is that an unpopular opinion? I don't think it is. Um, I don't think it necessarily is either. Now, so if you look at 2006. And you go all the way to the end where you go to the Notre Dame game. And we completely demolish Notre Dame. And Jamarcus Russell looks like the number one pick of the draft. Our receivers are, are open all over the field. And you just can see, like, the immense talent that we have. Keelan Williams broke out at the end of the year, too. Like, it was just like, okay, we're just loaded. Yeah. Um, and you put us in a – oh, my God. If you put us in a, in a playoff – like a 16-team playoff, we're winning the national championship. You think so? Oh my god, dude! I, I've always we thought did, that we did was really like come on at the end of that year. I mean, you had the Arkansas game at Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, you beat the shit out of them. I don't know. We didn't beat the shit. I out think of them. the final score we only won by five, but we were pounded on the whole game. They scored a late touchdown. We were up by two touchdowns, but it was uh, off of that Trinidad Holiday kickoff return. I remember That's that. True. But That's right. Darren McFadden ran wild against us again. On that, on that game. That's a name um, that will forever be unspoken for the Damn rest it. of the podcast. So, um, but the game that I really remember about our offense having setbacks, and I, I think I always contribute this back to Jimbo Fisher and Les Miles a little bit. And it's like, man, we had so much talent, but we still lost to Auburn 7-3. to three. Right. I you, cannot get that game out of my head at all when I think the, about 2006. He had the five turnovers against Florida. He only scored 10 points there. Well, all right, the Florida game, we should have been up 14 to nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. We fumbled the ball at the one. We also had a, a, a fumble with, I think it was Hester went in the end zone and like fumbled, fumbled it out of bounds, if I remember right. Or like a touchback or something I like that. I couldn't tell you. So, something happened crazy where we, I mean, we legit could have been up 14 nothing against Florida and that would have been a completely different game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tebow has a freaking jump pass on us. Fuck that guy. Dude, that season was very frustrating. Um, and so to end it with the Notre Dame game, you're just like, okay, we're completely overmatching this team. Yeah. This team has no business being on the field with us. Mm-hmm. Jamarcus Russell is the number one pick of the draft, and it's like not even close. Yeah, like this guy's got a freaking cannon. Uh, we talked about him a couple weeks ago. Like, uh, so elite talent, yes, but like an elite offense, not yet. No, I wouldn't say that. Not yet. No. And then uh, we even talked about. Um, 
bouncing this off of that and then going into, I don't think 2013 was an elite offense. I know a lot of people say that. Uh, that was a that was a super good offense. I don't think it was an elite offense. I don't think it was uh, efficient. I don't think it was efficient. I mean, it was super talented. Yeah. But I mean, you go to Alabama, you only score 17 points. I mean, the offense couldn't get anything going. We couldn't protect I, Zach Mettenberger to save our life. I think part of our problem in 2013 was that we f- we finally got a good offense. And yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to say elite offense. We had elite weapons for yeah. sure. But um, we we finally found the year where our defense was young and didn't quite match up to our level of yeah. our offense. Sure. And it was like, man, if you had a 2012 defense with the 2013 offense, oh, you win it. You probably win the national championship. Maybe so. Um, yeah. I mean, it, the thing things were opened up a little bit more, and Mettenberger was very confident, and they finally gave him a little bit of free reign. See the problem though is that, but like you you lose to Georgia because of your defense, uh, yeah. in twenty thirteen. Yeah. Uh, now the I only game that, that I can Georgia tell you game. that we we didn't play well at all was the Ole Miss game. That was a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, um, Mettenberger throws three, three, three picks, picks in the first half. All right in the end zone, I think too. I think so. Um, um, so yeah. the, the Alabama game was rough, but Alabama was fantastic that year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that wasn't a great game. But we actually were up early in that game, and they ended up winning. Yeah, uh, I mean, we were still down by three at halftime. Yeah, uh, but we were up. Uh, weren't we up like – I think we went up 7-0 like five minutes in. Yeah. But the rest of the game was all Bama. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 2013, I, I could tell you, yeah, the same thing. Like, we had weapons galore. You had Jeremy Hill. You had Jarvis and Odell, obviously. Mettenberger was slinging it. Um, but, like, how many yards did Mettenberger have that year passing? <laughs> I mean, he still only had, like, 3,000. Yeah. You know? So, we like we're, we still only averaged 33 points a game. We just doubled the passing yards that yeah. Mettenberger had in 2013. Exactly. So, that should show you right there what elite means. Right. Because we just saw it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Although, <laughs> Joe Burr also played three more games than Mettenberger. No, I agree. I understand. But, um, still. I actually... So, Mettenberger, let's see. If he had gotten those extra three he games. He had 13 games, Mettenberger did. 12, because he didn't play the bowl game. Oh, towards that's a- right. He got hurt. ACL. That's right. We were at that game. You remember that? Yep. The yeah. Arkansas game? Sitting yeah. in the nosebleeds. Yeah, and, and we were like, Anthony Jennings next year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Next year is going to be Anthony Jennings' year, oh, man. My God. Let we me tell so you. This guy. Anthony Jennings after that. This guy, he just drove down the field for us. That was an awesome drive. Was it was. A, it was, was an awesome game. drive. It was. It's kind of a weird game. Well, it's a I, I still, game. Why was Traven Durrell so open? I was a blown coverage, I think. I or he so. just blew by him. I mean, Traven Durrell was so super fast. fast. Yeah. Um, all right, what else we got on Tiger Droppings? Joe Burrow swag, dot, 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 like a young MJ, question mark? Oh, okay. By, so this is right after? This is by Riser J. Riser J, like Riser Jumper, like shooting the J? Sure. <laughs> Riser J. Okay, so... Obviously okay. an MJ fan, like from The Last Dance. I know this will probably get downvoted by many Negatigers, but, but I can't help but see a similar confidence in swag in Joe Burrow as the young Jordan coming out of Chapel Hill. Not saying Burrow will ever reach the level Jordan did, but if but the Bengals sure should be glad to get Burrow. We were blessed to see him for two years. 
what a quote killer instinct. Oh, okay. So Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow Michael equals Jordan. Michael Jordan, <laughs> basically. Two goats. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I see it. Look, I see it. I see it, Riser J. I mean, take I'm right it there e- with you. Take it easy a little bit. I know we're all riding <laughs> the last dance and all that, and we're all we just saw. All right, so we just had the one for the ages documentary and the last dance, and he's trying to combine them two into a Tiger Droppings post. But take it easy a little bit. Like, we don't need to have Burrow expectations of being the greatest of all yeah. time. Yeah, because that's relax. what you're saying. Let's relax. Relax. All right, so swag though. I, Michael Jordan's swag, though, is was like, it swag? I don't know if it was swag. It was like he was so he was an elite leader and like uh, he had a different mentality. Swag, though, maybe not. Moxie. Yeah. No. <laughs> Michael Jordan had a little more than moxie. Someone had to say it. Yeah. No, Joe Burrow's got moxie. Oh yeah. I got that shirt coming in. By the way, if you want if you want some shirts, go to one team one and I have a Moxie t-shirt on there. And when we talk about Joe Burrow, we talk about Moxie. And on the back, you'll see number nine. So Moxie number nine. Go get your t-shirt. Oh, yeah. I have one coming in the mail. So Joe Burrow has big-time swag and confidence. Michael Jordan, of course, had confidence. But he also had, like, a supreme work ethic, like, unlike any other I've ever seen. And he r- made everybody else better. I haven't seen that quite yet out of Joe Burrow to where we can label him this way. Like, come on. Um, I mean, like, Joe Burrow does have, like, elite work ethic. But uh, I think there's no comparing anyone's worth ethic, worth ethic, work ethic to... Brigade. <laughs> uh, to Michael Jordan. Um, no, not you're not... We're not ready to do that yet. No, that's ridiculous. Okay, let's move on. Sorry, um... What was his name? Riser J. Riser J. Sorry, Riser J. Um, all right. So Get back here, with us in 10 years. Right. Here's a good one. And this will bring us to our uh, one of our next topics. Rewatching our offense with Jordan Jefferson at the helm. I didn't even look at the post. Oh, yeah. he's saying this guy basically had very little help. The play calling was bad, and I mean really bad. Receivers weren't getting open, and I think he had the potential to be a really good player. Man, it was tough to watch. All the max protect, two blah 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 blah. We've I've seen this and uh, I've seen this a million times. I don't even need to yeah, read I, the rest of your post, Kester five one four four. He he joined last month and he already has a hundred forty posts. Uh, that's a little Jeez. that's a little Kester. Hey Kester, slow down a little bit. Yeah, it's not a race. We're not even at football season yet. Actually, Come on, you know calm what? Down. Actually, I'm I'm gonna uh, take all that back. I'm not judging. It's quarantine. I've been on Tiger Jordan. He has nothing else to do. Probably just as much as this. Right. Um, So, Jordan Jefferson. Um, Yeah, I think it starts with who our coach was. Yeah. um, The play calling. Um, It was super run oriented, and it all revolved around our defense and special teams. I'm going to stop you right there. Jordan Jefferson sucked, okay? (laughs) He's not a good, he just wasn't good. Uh, can, can we just leave it at that? He's just not good. You know? All right, so 2011. Okay. I go back to 2011 Alabama game. At Alabama. We don't win that game without George Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, our defense, of course, and all that. I mean, 
the the change of pace with Jordan Jefferson balancing out Jarrett Lee. Well, no, no. Jarrett Lee had a deer in the headlights look that night, and we sure. were going to lose bad sure. if he would have stayed in the game. But playing both of them at the same time is what able was able to like provide a spark towards our for our team. Our right? problems were that we didn't go back to Jarrett Lee ever again. Exactly. That's my point. Now, so, so all right, and this is going to go on to our one of our next topics. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a couple of topics here, but like one of our next topics is we got into some Twitter Twitter battles yeah. right this week. So let's just uh-huh. go ahead and we'll talk about this is our episode we call Twitter Beefs with Jack. Mm-hmm. So the Twitter beef, uh, one of them was what happened with the – there was Oklahoma State. What's yeah. going on with that? So I see this all the time with these Oklahoma State fans always bringing up this 2011 team, mm-hmm. claiming that, one, that they should have gotten into the national championship – which I kind of agree with, but we can get in that, into that in a minute. Yeah. And then they also say that if they would have gotten in, they would have beaten the shit out of us. Yeah, so that's is, what I saw. I saw there was a reporter from a local Oklahoma City news outlet that uh-huh. said, hot take, what, like, what's your biggest hot take? And he was like that the 20, 2011 Oklahoma State team would have beaten the hell out of LSU in the national championship game if they would have got in. And that yeah. was the hot take, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that started the whole thing. And I saw everybody started commenting on that, including one team, one pod. Um, and then you got into a little back and forth exchange, which we just got another message from the guy even now. So this has been like almost a week, a week of messages. No. Three, four days at least. Yeah, three, four days. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So we'll talk about a, fict- a fictitious matchup between 2011 LSU and 2011 Oklahoma State mm-hmm. um, at Jordan Jefferson at the Reigns. Yeah, because apparently Jarrett Lee wasn't ever coming back to that team. No, it was going to be Jordan Jefferson. So you would have had Jordan Jefferson leading the offense. Um, but it reminds me of the, the SEC championship game a little bit. So you had we played yeah. Georgia. Yeah. Georgia gets up 10 nothing on us. Yeah. Um, Tyron Matthew has the punt returns. Yeah. No, they get up 10 nothing on us. We win 44 to 42 10. 10. 42 to 10. I know every college football, uh, every LSU score in the past 10 years, by the way. I don't right. know if I've so, mentioned that. Yeah, if you if you want to challenge Jack, you can. Go ahead, do, I don't it. Know. do one right now. Um, past all 10 right. years. Last 10 years. Come on. Uh, 20, 2013 Auburn. Uh, 12 to 10 LSU. Wow. Okay. So let's go back. 2011. <laughs> Wait, no. That was 2012. 2013 was 35 to 21. Sorry. Got my oh. years mixed Whew. up. That was close. Jeez. Oh, I remember that one. I was in the rain. I remember that one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my birthday. 20, so 2011 LSU against Georgia in the SEC championship game, we won 42 to 10. Yep. And we just we suffocate them on defense and on special teams at the end. And – then we just start running the ball down their throat. Yeah. And that was the MO of this team was um, Oregon is a great example where we just run, we run the ball down their throat um, and they can't, they eventually just can't stop it. And we're too powerful and too physical up front on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Um, and then big, big plays with special teams with Terran Matthew. And um, that happened in the Oregon game and the Georgia game, I, I, you know, obviously. So, 
I don't see how Oklahoma State is any different than Oregon or yeah. West Virginia. I mean, like, I think... Seems like that. I think Oklahoma State was a little better than Oregon that year. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, Oklahoma State beat Stanford, who in Stanford beat Oregon that year. So, you know, by the transitive property, Oklahoma mm-hmm. State's maybe a little bit better than Oregon. Um, we beat but, Oregon by three touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. It was really two, but they had a garbage at the end. Yeah, and you know what? Oklahoma State likes to bring up all the garbage time touchdowns that were scored on their defense, so we're going to do the same thing. Right. Um, yeah, that game was 40-20. to 20. And then Oklahoma, Oregon scored a touchdown with, I think, five seconds left. I think people don't understand when they look back at the 2011 team and they, they – of course, we're talking about – we just talked about Jordan Jefferson a second ago, and we, you even said he sucked. And He's he, terrible. He did. The people then don't realize how many points we scored that year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, our <laughs> offense was trash. Our offensive line and run game were damn good. But they had no balance, so, like, you know, it just wasn't very efficient. But our dominant run game played into one of the best defenses I've ever seen in my life. Best defenses in and best special teams I've ever seen in yeah, my life. the special teams especially. That year that this, to me, part of it, our special teams being so dominant, that year that Brad Wing had as a punter mm-hmm. was amazing to me. That he could have that much effect on a football team, yeah. and he was a freshman, um, was right. unreal. I he was a freshman. The combination of oh, Brad Lord. Wing and Teren Matthew on on the punt team was one of the most unbelievable things I've seen as a special teams. How many touchdowns did Tyron Matthew score that year? Like four or five. Uh, and then he had like the he, I know he had the West Virginia one that went to like Kentucky the one. one yard line. Kentucky one. He had Oregon. The Oregon. Uh, he, he had, scored one against Arkansas. He had a punt return against SEC Arkansas. SEC championship. Yeah, he almost scored a second one against Georgia. He almost scored a second. Too. Right. Yeah. So he had I mean, a lot. Just so many. <laughs> but the I remember the the amount of uh, down punts inside the five from Teran Matthew. Yeah. Matthew was always the first one yeah. down there. And it, the field position battle was such a big deal for that team. And it's like – but it all goes back to, at the end of the day, your defense can't make any mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, when, when they played Alabama in the, in the championship game, it was like, well, if your offense obviously isn't going to do anything. So your defense is going to have to score. Um, and that just wasn't going to happen that game. So – yeah, it all caught up to him eventually. But yeah, you go into the the Georgia game. We didn't even have a first down in the first half, if I remember right. It was ten to nothing. We didn't have a first down, and we still blew that team out. Yeah, it's crazy to me. <laughs> um, we yeah we had zero offense. Didn't so, five scores. Yeah, so these Oklahoma State guys, they're looking at it as oh, we're off. Our offense was 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 really good. Right. Um, and they didn't have a they didn't have a good offense at all. They don't understand how we were scoring points. Yeah. Period. I, I, I don't think people, like, I don't think they, a lot of these Big 12 schools, I don't know if they can really wrap their head around, like, how good defenses are in the SEC, or at least well, how especially good defenses then. were at that time. Right, right. Uh, it's just a whole different level. I mean, that defense had so many draft picks on it. Yeah. Like, that were playing significant minutes at oh, the time. Oh, they, they would have been smashed up the middle on both sides of the ball, yeah. and it would have been ugly. Um, I like. I mean, Brandon Whedon was solid uh, in college because he was 27 years old, and all that. Um, 
I mean, what did they have around him? They had well, you had uh, Justin Blackman. Justin Blackman was the wide receiver. Uh, I, after that, I don't <laughs> what know. What else? Yeah, I, I remember on. I saw somebody, they, they put up um, draft pick. They put depth charts of – somebody got really, like, in-depth with LSU mm-hmm. on the LSU side, but they put depth charts – from both sides of the ball for both teams. And then they put like an NFL logo next to all the guys. Oh, from I did NFL. see that actually. And it's like all the guys from LSU yeah. are in the NFL. And then there's like three guys from Oklahoma state. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's just, it's not even close to talent level. What's your um, score prediction of that game? If that game were to happen, especially in the Superdome, what would the score? You got to take into uh, account that Jordan Jefferson is the only quarterback playing in that game. Sure. Um, Actually, that would have been an interesting game too because that's uh you know Les Miles coached at uh, yeah. Oklahoma State right before coming here. Um, let's see, I'd say probably something like we probably score somewhere in like the twenties, and they probably scored right around ten, you know, something like that. Maybe maybe a little more than that. Maybe like seventeen points or something like that. they had. I, a, they I had was, a good offense. I was thinking thirty-four to seventeen. Thirty-four to seventeen. That's. I think you smash them up the middle. And they wouldn't have been able to stop what we did like Alabama could. Alabama was a team that was just set up for something like that where they could stop us, especially how one-dimensional yeah, well, we were. I mean, they, had a, they had an elite front seven. I don't know that yeah, they Oklahoma did. State had an elite they front don't. seven. They didn't. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't give up 45 points to Kansas State uh, with an elite defense. Or right an even decent front seven. And I could have even seen Oklahoma State scoring a touchdown early or something like that, and then it would have been just like that Georgia game mm-hmm. where – I keep going back to that one. is like we just – you wear them out, and in the second half it would have been ugly. So. I, could, I could even see um, – they, they were showing the the Ohio State National Championship on – Yeah, on Fox, Fox 44. Yeah. Shout out Fox 44. For sure. Uh, <laughs> I could see the game going a lot like – I mean, Ohio State got up in that game like 10 nothing. Yeah. Same thing. Um, and then we just hosted they didn't, the rest of the game. They really didn't pretty much score the rest of the game. Yeah. Basically. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see the game going a lot like that. Yep. Um, I just don't think – there's just no way they match up with us. I think Mike Gundy's a really good coach and definitely had a really good coaching year that year. Um, Back then, though, it was the trenches, man. Like, our yeah. defensive line and our offensive line, they were just stacked and loaded. And, I mean, and also, just think about how good our pass rush was. Absolutely. Whedon wouldn't yeah. have had time to freaking uh, no. snap the ball. No. Um, so, all right. So, that was our first Twitter beef where it's still going. I mean, that was Twitter Orange beef. and Black Brigade just sent us another message on How Twitter. About the fact that he has Brigade in his name. We were just talking I know. About. Wade Brigade. Brigade. Like, what are the odds? This, the title of the show is going to have to have Brigade in it, I think, this episode. But, um, yeah. But, Next Twitter beef. We had another Twitter beef this week, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, good old... Old Bayou Brian, need, our, need, our big friend Bayou of, Brian. We need some sort of Bayou Brian intro. Yeah. You know, like... Well, maybe I'll play some Bayou music uh, behind this. Yeah. Like some sort of like... Maybe like a banjo. Yeah. A banjo. I'll find it. And so right now, that's what you're listening to Bayou, in the background. I, we, we know you're from there. Uh, so... Whatever Bayou music you recommend. Yeah. Tell us what Bayou you're from, Bayou, Brian. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, we didn't even say anything. He just tagged us in a uh, post on on Blake's post. Yeah. And, uh... So, he... he Yeah, so I think he was saying it was... 
uh, Are You Serious was saying something about. He wasn't even talking about us. No, he was talking about. I forget it. I don't even know what he was talking. Yeah. Blake was talking about how Steve Ensminger is the one making the play calls and how. Uh, oh, yeah. So this is based on the uh, like, One for the Ages documentary where they showed yes. him in the press box. And so what Blake was saying was that. See, Steve Insminger was making the calls, right. and, and all the, you other the, guys talking about Brady making the calls. Right. How like the Brady to Lanahan isn't gonna like Lanahan. be a <laughs> yeah, isn't gonna be a big deal. Basically. Right, right. Which we agree with. I agree with um, that as well. Bayou. Bayou comes in, think for some reason thinks that uh, Blake is talking about us. And he says, um, "Oh, we all know who you're talking about. Like we don't know you ain't talking about one team, one pod." Right. Now he going after C. Walladay with a crazy self. Right. Thinking I'm you. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, we don't actually think that. Um, well, we okay. definitely think you're somebody, but. Yes. I know you're not Marcus Spears. We'll leave it at that. So we've already been accused of stealing content. Yeah. Um, and then we were later on in one of those threads, we were accused of stealing the Wade Brigade, Brigade right. t-shirt. Which we have, we we're have actually partnered with their <laughs> podcast. I love that we ended up partnering with them. Yeah, so That's we're partnered so with the Let It Ride podcast, and we reached out to them and said, "Hey, w- is it okay that we do these T-shirts?" And they said, "Yeah, it's great." Uh huh. So suck it by you, Brian. Yeah. If you're listening still, I don't and know. Buy you a T-shirt. Are. Yeah, buy a T-shirt while you're at it. Why don't you just send me your address, and I'll I'll shoot you the T-shirt for free. You proudly wear that one team one <laughs> podcast T-shirt. Um, so yeah, that was another good Twitter beef that I thoroughly enjoyed. Again, usually when these Twitter beefs are happening, I'm usually working while all right. these fools are on Twitter. Hey. Uh, yeah. Including you. Hey. And I'm like, dude, why don't y'all freaking get to work? Like I'm here closing deals. I was at the beach, whatever. I was sitting at the pool. This was exciting for me. Yeah. I I'm, enjoy this. So, um, <laughs> I don't have any time for that. I don't have any time for like, where does, where does everybody get this time? Yeah. You were on the beach, but where does everybody else like just on Twitter all freaking day? Didn't buy you Brian say he's like a nurse or something. Whatever. I don't believe anything that his profile says. <laughs> Brandon Lejeune will shout me out on that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, all right. <laughs> so that was our Twitter beefs of the week. So, again, guys, uh, the big news from this week for us is that we are forming Bandit Radio. So, the Let It Ride podcast, like we just talked about, um, they're going to be a part of Bandit Radio now. Uh, So, whenever you go and search for Bandit Radio on Spotify or Apple, you'll be able to see both of our podcasts. Uh, And we have a couple more that are going to be coming. We just haven't finalized it this week. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. And a, a good shout out again to Brandon Lejeune and Courtesy Automotive Group in Lafayette. A uh, strong sponsor of ours. We were just talking today, actually. Um, they got tons of deals going on right now. So you guys reach out to them. I'm going to tag all their information on this post. Um, we love working with them. And um, he'll get us a deal one day. Jack, he'll get you a deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to. We're going to make it happen eventually. <laughs> but anybody else that's interested in a vehicle right now, please reach out to Brandon first before you do any other business. He can deliver cars to you. He's in Lafayette, but they I saw they were delivering one to, to New Orleans today. It was like a new a 2020 uh, GMC Denali. So um, they can I mean, it's so cool that they can do that kind of stuff. And um, it doesn't matter where you are and they can they can kind of make that happen. But uh, reach out to Brandon. I'm going to tag all his information. Y'all send him a message on Facebook. He would love that as well. 
Um, and then also, guys, go to our website, oneteamonepodcast.com. You can uh, get any T-shirt you want. What, oh, yeah. what do you got? You got some coming? I got uh, 57 Print the Cups. Uh, guys, the uh, the shipping is a little slow, by the way. It's a uh, little slow. The shipping <laughs> is slow, so just know that going in. Um, uh, it's going to yeah, take it's, you a it's, few weeks. Everything's weird with the uh, coronavirus. With COVID, yeah, um, it's a little crazy. I got some coming. I just got a notification. I got, I got three. I got coming. my mug two weeks ago. I ordered that at the same time as my t-shirts. My t-shirts just got sent out. I don't know from where, but they just got sent out. So it's it's every everything's. A little I think weird it's right Wuhan, now. China. I think is where they are coming from. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. So it, some, something's going on over there. I, yes. Something I is, what was it? That sounds uh, familiar. <laughs> I don't know. They weren't. Let's see. Is it on Tiger Dog? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's uh, where I get all my news. Um, <laughs> you have a one team one podcast cup right there. Oh, yeah. I'm holding that. it in my hand right now. Yeah, yeah. that looks good. Had some coffee today. It, it, it looks. So the looks next really thing clean. that we're going to do is we're going to start doing some bandit radio gear. I think is what we're about to put out there. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to start getting that work in. We're going to th- we got the bandit radio Twitter. We just we just uh, started as well. So we're going to get that going as well. Um, so check that out. Check out our um, our all of our t-shirts that we have on there, and go check out. The Honey Badger T-shirt. We just talked about 2011 LSU, mm-hmm. um, Oklahoma State fictitious matchup. Go check out our Honey Badger number seven T-shirt. Um, you can also go look at our stolen rankings. Yeah, we and go to our blogs uh, page and our stolen SEC quarterback rankings right. that we apparently stole from somebody and we have no idea who we stole it from. Um, but go check them out. Uh, oh, yeah. Vanderbilt's number 14. Spoiler yep. alert. Um, so... Also go to our uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter is one team one pod. We uh, we love we love the Twitter, don't we, Jack? Oh yeah, that's that's our come favorite in. our favorite uh, mode of uh, communication. So if anyone wants to come help me out with this uh, Oklahoma State guy, he just uh he totally just wimped out and said that uh, the reason Oklahoma State lost to Ohio- Iowa State is because their women's basketball coach died the other day, like the day before. Right. Like, come on, dude. So some, somebody come give me I remember that game. It was it was a little emotional, but it, they shouldn't have lost to Iowa State. It's Iowa State. Sorry. So. Look, I feel bad for you, but it's Iowa State. Sorry. Right. So in going back to that, that's why Alabama got in the national championship game. Sorry. Yeah. Alabama lost to us. Y'all lost to Iowa State. Yeah. End of discussion. Moving on to next week. And with that being said, (laughs) (laughs) one team, one podcast. Go visit us next week, guys, uh, for another edition. And we will see you then. See ya. One Team, One Podcast, a Bandit Radio Production.